Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we played some video games. We played a video game. Like we always do. A video game. And now we're going to talk about it. But yeah. first we're going to talk about what we've been up to. Kelso, oh what have you been up to? Oh gosh. I So I, this feels like it's a low energy day. Probably because it is. Probably because daylight savings just started and uh. I had to be at work at 7am. So that sucked. And also just man, finals. Again. Like always. It's always finals or midterms for me. That would be that would be like being trapped in some kind of nightmare world. It's always yeah. finals or midterms. Like seriously, like every every five or six weeks, I just have to start worrying about that stuff again. Which is fine. I don't know. I like being on quarters better than I liked being on semesters previously. My favorite part about grad school is how few like actual tests we had to take. I think I took maybe one test in grad school. Oh yeah, I I I rarely have tests. It's all just projects. Yeah. Okay. Which is similar, but it's also so much better. Like I hate sit down tests. They feel so arbitrary. Sit down tests. See, I'm really good. I'm really good at taking tests. Like I've always just had a knack for taking tests. Um. So I sort of wish I had to do more of those, but I don't. I don't like. I feel like I'm pretty good at them. I just really don't enjoy doing them. Yeah. I would much rather do a project and then like have, you know, have something that I have made afterwards that I can show people. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's I, like theoretically, I'm supposed to like be producing stuff for my portfolio, but none of it, none of it really is like that relevant to what I All want in it's... my portfolio yet. You know. I thought you were just gonna be down on like the quality of things. It's all garbage. None well, some of that, some anything. of that too. Some of that too. I just like haven't really been in the classes that are gonna give me stuff for my portfolio, probably. So you can make a portfolio of garbage. Yeah, it's just gonna be like a random smattering of like 2D animations that I don't care about, and um, some sculptures, you know, things like that. Yeah. 2D animation is a thing that like maybe people will want to be able to see that you can do. Yeah, but. It's it's weird when we do portfolio review, they like they really really have you focus, and if you're not going into two D, they they're like cut all that shit out. No, <laughs> basically. So, which is fine. I uh, as part of like the design test when I was looking for um, for an artist for the game I was doing, uh, I had them submit a, like a two D animation sample. Hmm. Yeah. What happened to my? That was weird. My monitor just turned off. For a little bit there. <laughs> Interesting. That is didn't do it again. It's just like blinking on and off. Oh, it's like a wire loose somewhere. That sounds so. like a problem. Yeah. Oh well, at least it doesn't seem to be. That's not your cat, is it? No. <laughs> I think there's maybe some cats fighting outside my window as well. Oh, no, all <laughs> kinds of excitement over here. Man, today is a day. We got wind, we got daylight savings time, we got mysterious cats. Oof. Well, I'll leave 
them to their business, I guess. <laughs> Weird. Speaking of animals fighting, I guess, sort of. Um, I saw Zootopia yesterday. Oh, I heard... See that? I haven't seen it yet. I've heard that it's, like, incredible. It's quite good. I, like, I don't want to overhype it, because it's not, like, the most amazing movie ever. But basically, like, Disney made a movie for kids about racism and about, like, how to not be racist. Which is pretty fantastic, I feel like. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean... Ironic. <laughs> I, well, it's a sign of their personal growth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've come a long way from the 90s, I guess. Well, I mean, for true Disney racism, you have to go back, like, to the Song of the South. Well, yeah. And... That that definitely. I was just thinking of, like, very stereotypical depictions of, you know, anyone in the Middle East or any Native American. Yeah. I mean... Or anyone who lives under the ocean. I think that's fine. <laughs> Stereotyping um, aquatic people? Yeah. How dare they? I don't know. How... We might play Aquaria someday. We might. We we might will. We'll see what a truly nuanced portrayal. We might. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're definitely gonna do it. Just the time has the 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 stars will align and we'll play Aquaria. But that's like that's one of those games that I think everybody has. Yeah, from a humble played. bundle. I've I've played it. Um, I've never I've finished it. it. I really you want to play it though. Oh. Yeah, I've I've played a little bit of it. Um, maybe like an hour or two, but. Yeah. I feel like I, I have a pretty good idea of, like, what I could challenge us to play within a podcast time span. Because I don't think we could play the whole thing in, in two weeks, because it's like, a, I think it's like a 20-hour game. So. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. Wow. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe it's not quite that long, but I, I, I remember it being, like, longer than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, how long to beat.com. And so, Aquaria. Aquaria is listed as... Main story, 15 hours, main plus extra, um, slash completionist, slash combined, about 20 hours. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Oh, the cat's back. Hi. That's for attention. How have you been, Carl? I've been great. A bit stressed, a bit sick, but... Oh no. Heading into my last two weeks of my game project. How was your weird nightmare secret focus test thing that <laughs> oh, you yeah. did? <laughs> yeah, it went well. Was it scary? Not really. Well, that's well, good. You're sort of embarrassed. That happens. That's... But hey, if it went You shouldn't well. test your game unless you're embarrassed about it. Yeah. I, think I figure... It's impossible not to be embarrassed during the testing process. Yeah, I think I think anytime you're showing people things for the first time, it's like, oh no, don't look at this. Mm. Yeah, because uh, on um, Satan's Fingers at one point, um, Jason played my thesis game, mm -hmm. and just watching that, it was like so many flashbacks of like oh god I remember like I wanted to change this and didn't have time like oh this part is so bad like why is that still in there <laughs> what was I thinking yeah yeah well you know that's okay that's I guess you just gotta let go 
eventually and say it's done. Kind of, what kind of crazy psychological stress were they under while they were playing your game? Not really anything. They, were, <laughs> they had some problem they were supposed to solve. Okay. Like while, while trapped in a box, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so are we going to play your game Rather, on the podcast someday? Rather, a smaller room. Oh. No. No? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I respect. I respect that. <laughs> I would. I would definitely like vote for us to at some point play uh, like a series of the tiny like game jam games that my friends and I made in uh, in grad school because some of those are were pretty hilarious and I'd love to like game see people games are amazing. Yeah. Like, you never, uh, you never know what you're gonna get with uh, with a uh, game jam games. Yeah, because one of my favorites was like a, a big group of us worked on. It was, it was like, uh, I feel like there were like eight of us when the weekend started, and we made a game uh, about social anxiety called Uniscorn. <laughs> yeah, Uniscorn was super cute. You're you're a donkey pretending to be a unicorn, and if you get found out, it gets super awkward. <laughs> That sounds like uh, that sounds like my life. <laughs> that sounds way too real and scary. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Maybe you're a unicorn pretending to be a donkey. Maybe. Am I am I a donkey dreaming I'm a butterfly? <laughs> or am I a man dreaming I'm a unicorn? Something is like it, that. Is it unicorns all the way down? <laughs> yes. I knew it. So, you guys want to talk about Botanicula? Sure. Let's cool. talk about this game we played. So, we played a game this week, this pair of weeks, called Botanicula by the Czech studio Amanita Design. Um, in Botanicula, it's sort of a point-and-click adventure game, or at least that's how it advertises itself. Um, in this game, you play as a little group of tree sprite friends who uh, just hang out and live in their tree, and then one day the tree gets attacked by these evil black spider things, and you one of the one of the tree sprites gets like a magical seed from space that can regrow the trees and I don't know make everything okay again, and he has to go on a journey to plant this seed and to keep it safe from the evil spider things. So first you're in, you're with a group of friends, you're in the main tree, um, then you go to like a part of the tree that the spiders have eaten a bit, um, and then back to more of the tree, and then you go to some kind of village thing that's also like a, a series of hot air balloons slash some kind of sky thing, yes. and you, you, yes. you try and use it to, uh, to escape. Um, and you get it to take off, but then you get knocked off and back down. And then I think you're on in the interior of the tree, if I was reading that correctly. It seems like you're, like, in the roots. I have no idea where I was. Yeah, I guess you must be in the roots. That's, that sounds like, that sounds plausible to me. Um, and you wander around the roots. But until did you, can... you take a balloon to the roots? I think you fall off. You oh, fall yeah, you off, fall off. And onto the tree, and then you enter, like, a little hole in the tree. 
and go down somewhere. So I'm going to go with you're in the root system. And then, and then while you're there, you also go underwater for a minute. Yeah. Which... You're in the root system slash low enough to apparently be on a water level of, of some kind. Which, that was that was unexpected, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then you get out of there and to, like, the evil spider planet, or possibly the biggest of the spiders. It's unclear if the thing is alive or if it's just, like, where the spiders come from or what it is. But yeah. you go into that, and then you fight the spiders on their home turf, and then you defeat the spiders... Um, and then you plant the seed and everything's wonderful. Yep. Yep. Um, the game is super, super charming. It has a bunch of really weird, unique characters. Yeah, um, while still being extremely creepy. Yeah, and parts of it are really scary and mm-hmm. odd. Um, I would say, for me, this game, from what I, like, from what I am familiar with of the Czech culture... This, to me, feels like a very Czech game. <laughs> in that it's sort of, like, quirky and adorable, and there's some slight, like, dark undertones that are a little bit weird and creepy. Yeah, like, I, I really only know about, like, Jan Swankmeyer, but that fits <laughs> yeah. a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, culture known for their production of puppets. So it's yeah. got sort of that a same aesthetic of puppets, where, like, oh, it's a cute, fun toy, but also there's something a little off and unnerving about some puppets. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, do we want to start with, like, general thoughts? I have, I, I can, I can start by, if you'd like, like, uh, I have a general sort of thesis to present about this game, and then you oh, guys no. can comment on whether or not you agree with it. Um, and my thesis is this, which is, uh, I think that this is not really a super great game. It's a very great toy. Um, it's it makes me think of in like those things you get when you're a small child that just like have a bunch of like colorful shapes on them, and you like bat at the shape, and it like spins around and makes like jingling noises or whatever. But for adults, basically, my thesis is that is what this game is. I totally disagree. <laughs> okay. I, I semi-disagree. Alright. Um, I think, uh, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but why, what's the difference between a game and a toy? For... A toy that's, yeah. that's true, yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I feel like... I'm not really interested in that, though. Yeah. But I feel like yeah, it has that's... a story and a prog- progression similar to other games. I guess I'm. I guess the thing that makes me feel like this is that it feels like there's not a lot of causality in this game. It feels like the the thing you do pretty continually is just click on all the things until the next thing happens, and watch how adorable the the interactions are that you've clicked on. Yeah. See, I I feel like the difference between um it just being more of a toy and being you know a quote unquote a game mm-hmm. is that there are there well first of all there are objectives but also the feedback that you get from clicking on things is that eventually you'll click on a thing and it'll be actually no not even eventually like in in every case you can click on a thing enough and you will be rewarded for basically like having done it correctly 
Like, you'll get a card saying, like, you have, air quotes, collected this bug, or you'll get a quest objective, um, which was something that I found really, really helpful, considering that there's so much stuff to click on. Yeah, it really did feel like, in some ways, the point of the game was, have all the interactions that are yeah. in this game. Yeah, and in, in many cases, it was hard to realize. Like, you click on it once, and it does something, but you're supposed to click on it, like, 50 times. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the thing that I sort of eventually caught on to, because it, it felt like I would always get something if I did, if I, you know, clicked on it enough times, if I did it, you know, correctly. Um, and I really, actually really appreciated that, because a problem that I have with adventure games, sort of in general, is that there's no feedback like you just keep trying to do things and and none of them work and eventually you sort of stumble into the correct solution <clears throat> but this game gave me a sense of okay you've clicked on this enough it you're not any closer to be your objective but we're at least going to tell you that you're done clicking on this thing <laughs> yeah you have completed clicking on the thing like we're going to give you a card to say this isn't what you're after to progress but you did it good anyway. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain that just as for the sake of the podcast. There are, I think, 123? That sounds right, like yeah. 123 collectible cards in the game that result from you finding... Like, they each represent a character that's in the game. And some of them you, are, you, know, you run into naturally along the path of like, solving the puzzles. And other ones are sort of hidden, and you just have to sort of go out of your way to, like, interact with, you know, random things and side characters and stuff to get things to happen, to get to collect the cards. Mm -hmm. And they're just little little guys that live in the tree. Yeah. Whatever that means. Some of them, like, I don't know, a lot of things look like they're, they're plant matter, like they're little bugs, or, or not bugs, they're like little, like, seeds or nuts or, or leaves or whatever, but some of them are... Um, more, more insect-like, mm -hmm. and then some of them are like a tiny deer that runs around the inside of a tree and makes no sense at all. <laughs> Someone is the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There is a Santa Claus one. Um, and depending on how many of these cards you collect, you also get like little animation clips at the end as of the game as rewards, mm -hmm. as in the form of little presents that you can click on, and then they play an animation. Yeah, I, I, um, so I finished the game and I, like, the credits and stuff were going, and I was in the middle of making dinner, so I just got up and was, like, finished making dinner, and I came back, and there's these two little presents on my screen, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I was really confused. Yeah, it plays a little sequence before then to explain, like, you got X out of 123, and then, like, yeah. I think it actually says, like, stop in big letters on the screen, or wait, or something like that. Um, and yeah, then you can click on little presents. I got two of the little presents. I think I got 105 cards, something like that. I think I got I think I got two presents as well, so I probably got about the same. I guess I could look over my game up and look, but I'm not gonna do that because that'll yeah. make noises. Yeah, I think you would have to finish the game again because I don't think it actually saves that for you. Oh well, I will never know then. <laughs> you can load up whatever your your last save was. Yeah, that's true. Oh. I have a save. I have a save really close to the end. Um, but the uh, some of the some of the interactions are just super darling, um, and and so many of the sound effects are clearly just someone going with their mouth like pew, 
Ah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I posted a GIF on, uh, on Twitter of the part where you have like you have to like bend down the spine of this little sea urchin and flick a little, little lizard thing into the air. Yeah, <laughs> and, that was amazing. Yeah, yes. the sound effect is like, pew. It's the cutest. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but okay, like so so you guys felt that like the the interactions were enough to to make you feel like you had strong agency in progressing the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it felt like an adventure game, which <laughs> you know, it, it felt more like a game than a normal quote unquote adventure game. Really, that's interesting to me, because I felt like so many of the puzzles were just like. Here's a bunch of things. Figure like through trial and error, figure out the order that you have to click on them. Yeah, I think my problem with other adventure games is that that's sort of how you often solve puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, <laughs> at least, at least this. Not pretending. Yeah, at least this one's transparent about it. You know, <laughs> and like at least it it yeah. At I least mean, it's upfront. That's fair. I guess it's all about. Like keys and locks, but in this game, the keys and the locks are different kind of clicks. It's like they're birds and um, other th I don't know other things that you needed to collect. I just remember having to collect like fifteen birds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> the little like ostrich things to run yeah. wheels. God, yeah. this game is so weird. <laughs> and and speaking and of the, the things you have to collect. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to collect so many things? It just <laughs> feels arbitrary. Yeah. Um, like, in this area you collect 15 birds. In this area you collect 8 blue leaves. You have to yeah. collect 8 blue leaves and also, like... And four, four pedestals. Magic donuts. <laughs> um, and an eye and a ball and a star. Yeah, those are more like inventory items. Yeah, but... so I, I mean, I feel like this is part of like what I was thinking of. Like, I feel like the there aren't that many different puzzles in this game. They're just variations on the same couple things. Mm -hmm. And one of those is like collect a bunch of things so you can continue to the next area, which yeah. is which is fine. I mean, I guess as we it's said, fine, like. But they did it a lot. They did it a lot. And, you know, but it, I guess that is kind of an adventure gamey sort of thing, like, collect this thing so you can get to the next area. Mm -hmm. um, they're just more explicit about, like, okay, listen, the door opens with five keys. You have to get five keys. Or you have to find four feathers to get to the next spot. So just do that. Yeah. But, yeah, they do that a lot. And they do the puzzle of click on things in an order until you figure out the right order a lot. Yeah. I, you know, it's this kind of stuff is really frustrating in, in adventure games, like regular, in general, other adventure games. I didn't mind it in this one because it's, because there is, like, the marriage of toy and game works perfectly because even if I'm not progressing, I'm still f clicking on things and it's cool and it's delighting me like a small child who is, who's got the, the thing with the, you know, it's got a cow's head on it and you push the button and it moves. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm entertained by There's that. so much feedback in this game. Everything you do makes a thing happen. I love it. 
that was exactly the the thing that gave me the sense of like you are literally like a small child hitting something that makes noise. <laughs> like, yeah. And it goes, and you go, yay! It did a thing. I'm so excited. I think isn't that how first-person shooters used to work? <laughs> I mean, yeah. arguably, yes. Now, now in first-person shooters, you just like get mad at your team. <laughs> you have to have a team. Apparently, I, I don't know. I've I've had this conversation with my boyfriend about how, how he gets mad when the people he plays Counter Strike with are like not playing the game right, and I'm like, but, but you're supposed to have like it's a game. You're supposed to have fun, and he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is why I don't play first person shooters. Um, yeah. Especially not with, especially not with him, but you know that's fine. Yeah. And I think there's something about that that's very, like, core to interactivity, this idea that I perform an action and I get a response, and I'm delighted by getting a response. Yes. Um, I think we, I don't know if we actually talked about this um, on the record, um, but I think you mentioned how it's sort of like a midpoint between Machinarium and Samorost, mm-hmm. and how Samorost is purely just click on things until you get to go on. And Machinarium is extremely adventure gamey, puzzle oriented, mm-hmm. and this is just like that nice happy medium. And I really, I really, it like it really worked for me. It worked for me really well. Yeah, I can I can see how that as a happy medium would be frustrating for people who really want kind of a traditional adventure game and like traditional like ah I see there is a puzzle. Let me think my way around it. But the the interactions are so unexpected in terms of like what causes what to happen, that it's very difficult to think your way around anything in this game. Yeah. You yeah, kind of just have to experiment. Felt out the way that it was too much puzzles. Really? That's interesting. Because um, well, I don't think the game would have worked in a puzzle, in a traditional adventure game sense. Because you... the solutions are so random. Yeah, that's. I think that's definitely accurate. But like, it's it works for this game because this game is sort of builds you to expect that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely these puzzles would not. I I feel like they are not up to snuff in in terms of puzzle design for what you would think of as a traditional adventure. And game. sometimes the game doesn't work in full screen. Oh, is that yeah, it? So you're stuck in a puzzle for four hours. Oh no. Oh no. And the solution puzzle. is go window mode. Wow. It's the well, one where you have to get a like a red ball out of a thing. Oh, that's like right near the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's, like, there's like those little air vents, and you have to like. It just sinks to the bottom, basically. Oh, that's no. so strange. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I almost never play my games um, full screen because I've got two monitors and that always seems to jack it up um, because oh. the resolution is never, the resolution is never, like, set properly when I try to full screen it, so I just don't bother. So I let it do what it wanted to do, like, as the default in Steam, and it ended up being a, a weird sort of hybrid where it, like, full screened the game, but it put the the game the like playable area of the game in a small box in the middle of the otherwise black screen yeah oh huh. it does that i think mm-hmm. interesting so i just i just kept it in that mode and it seemed fine for the most part 
Um, also, the, speaking of the controls, mm -hmm. the game generally does everything by clicking on stuff, mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to like hold and drag, and I get yeah. so confused every yeah. time. Yeah, it was always unexpected whenever that occurred. Where yeah. It's like, oh. That was, yeah. that was a thing that I struggled with occasionally, being like... Yeah, I got stuck on that fling the, fling the lizard puzzle for a little bit, because I didn't realize, like, oh, if I click and drag the tine, I can, like, bend it. Or what else? There was the one where, with the little feathery man, you, um, you had to pick up a pepper shaker, and you oh, click yeah. once, and that gives you the pepper shaker... And then you have to, like, shake your mouse around the screen to get him to shake the pepper out. Which took me forever to figure out. Like, I was like, why is he put, like, like, am I, like, I thought you had to, like, click on it and then click on what, what you wanted to shake the pepper onto. Mm -hmm. And every time you would click that second time, he would just go put the pepper shaker back on the shelf. And I was like, no, that's not, am I not clicking in the right spot? Like, what, what do you want, what do you want me to do? And I think, I, I don't remember even, like, how I figured it out. I was probably just, like, mad and, like, flinging my mouse around the screen. <laughs> Again, like a small child having a temper tantrum that the cow isn't mooing when yeah. I clicked on it. <laughs> what do you want from me? Right. <laughs> Create a response. Interact with me. Yeah. Like, I need, I need the feedback, damn it. Gotta get my fix. I feel like this game this game would be a great like educational tool if you are teaching a lesson about feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what is feedback in a game? This is feedback in a game. This is all the things. And even to the point where like sometimes you can solve a puzzle and then just keep playing with the thing. And it just keeps doing different stuff and you're like, mm -hmm. "Well, that's adorable." Yeah. That stuff is always cute. Although sometimes I I feel like maybe most of the time they put the actual puzzle solution at the end of the string of interactions, so you have to see all the interactions <laughs> before you get yeah. there. Like the, the puppet show one, where you have to like cl keep clicking on the puppet theater to get different things to appear. Yeah. It was... That, that one in particular was just kind of cute. Like, very simple, but still cute. Mm -hmm. There's so much that's so cute about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any particular favorite interactions uh, across the thing? Mine, mine may be the lizard flicking. That one was good. I liked the um, the the little bug race oh, that the, you have to do. The ladybugs. Yeah. Which it doesn't matter if you win or lose that. Oh, doesn't it? I, no, because either way, he like the, the guy you're playing with gets excited and jumps up and down because you played with him, oh. and you just need to get him to jump up and down so you can knock off his helmet. Okay. See, I I, I only did that a couple times, but I won it, uh, you know, each yeah, time. It's pretty easy to win because your bug is much faster than the other yeah. bug. Um, it, I I even won the first time. Like, I. I was way far behind because I had no idea how I was supposed to control. But basically, there's um, if if you didn't get that far, there's a segment where you, you have two ladybugs and you have to race them around a track. And the way you control your ladybug is by basically like clicking and holding on a little knob in the center of yeah, the, there's the a wheel. joystick. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's basically a, a a joystick, and you have to control your bug that way. And I I I just had no clue, and I still managed to um to beat it. Even though it was like a quarter of the way around the wheel by the time I figured out what I was doing. 
And that also, I think, when they're racing, I think I'm pretty sure there's a sound effect that's someone going. Yeah, there's like a and a like it's 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 all just cute little mouth sounds. Yeah. So my favorite, I don't remember where it was and what you did actually, but there's one point where you solve something or click on something, and the character just runs off the tree. Just runs off. <laughs> I don't remember that. And yes, I just started laughing. <laughs> I know this one where the character gets kidnapped by ants. Yeah. Uh, what else? Gosh. Like one of the the character, like one of the the tree tree sprite friends, or just a random. No, a random character. That could mm. be. That could be true. There's a. Uh... God, there's so many random like side characters that that could be so many, so many Actually, moments. Actually, I have a new favorite. Okay. In the town where you, you like, pull a plug from a wall, and like oh, tons of stuff. Oh, and all the stuff out. tumbles out. That one was really oh. cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's like a closet something, and you're like, oh, let me take this cork out or whatever it is, and just oh kind of stuff tumbles out. So umbrellas and closets and... And like a lamp and... and, and yeah. yeah. Super, super cute. I also like the one where... Um, so in the in the little town, the little balloon town area, you're collecting the 15 birds or whatever it is. Um, one of the birds is like in a little like harem temple thing being worshipped. In like behind gauzy curtains, and you just have to find this weird, like ugly, lumpy yellow thing to put yeah. in place to I, get worshipped instead. I was stuck on that for such a long time because I thought I don't I don't know like I thought I was looking for a, another bird-like object mm-hmm. to like like s- swap it out so that the person wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I, I remember that, that I hmm? by pure luck because yeah. I clicked on top on the screen and dragged it and I realized I could drag it into the screen which means I can yeah. use it in that they screen. Don't, they don't let you drag it unless it's a thing, an object you can use in that screen, which is a nice little bit of interactive design there. Yeah, it, yeah. That, that did come in handy once I realized that as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I eventually saw like, oh, I have a thing in my inventory, I guess I should try that. I don't know. And that, that ended up being the solution, so. I feel like that was a pretty consistent experience for me. Like, oh, I have a thing. Let me see if the <laughs> thing works. Yeah. It usually does. There's a, there's that, that whole sequence in the, in the tree roots, like, there's, where there's clearly, like, six people who are missing an object that they need. And you have to find like the the thread in the big tangled ball that starts it all unraveling. It's like let me find something that I can get that lets me get like the other twenty interactions in this scene. Mm-hmm. It's like let's well this guy needs his like his eyeball back. Well, so the 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 eyeball is being used in a circus, so that guy needs some kind of ball. And meanwhile, next to him, there's like also a guy who's missing a helmet. And there's a guy who wants four pedestals, and like this one has a pedestal but needs like six blue or like eight blue seeds. And, and the, the guy who, who lost his little star 
Oh, the, yeah, there's a guy who lost his son, and there's a guy who lost his little, like, clarinet thing. Oh, yeah, and the trumpet. I forgot about the trumpet. Or clarinet or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the weird bubbly. It looks and like nothing so much. would have an book. adventure game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, so, I, guess in, I guess it's just more... It's more transparent than most adventure games in that, like, most adventure games have these kind of, like, fetch quests underlying them as the mechanics, but there's enough narrative layering on it that you, like, you can construct a kind of... It's a weird A to B to C, but you can construct it. Like, ah, yes, obviously, like, this person, you know, is is desperate to woo the affections of this other person, so we need to get them a gift to do this thing, and, you know, then they'll trust us so we can do whatever. Whereas this is more, like, very honest about how arbitrary it is. It's like, yeah, here's an arbitrary goal. Find out, you know, go continue until you find the arbitrary key that solves this arbitrary goal. Yep. I need a trumpet. Okay. Cool. <laughs> here's your trumpet. <laughs> That's fine. My, my son was stolen, my, you know, my bright star was stolen by a, by a big worm thing. Go find a worm thing and get my star back. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got <laughs> I it. I can do that. The one thing I really like about this game, mm-hmm. sometimes it does this, not all the time, but when there's object to collect, like the blue leaves and the coins in the city, they have more than you actually need. Yeah. Do they? Yes. And they like... disappear as soon as the... Interesting. You have enough. Yeah, I found that out, um... Because it does it with, with the coins, and it also does it with the, um, blue petal things. Yeah, that makes Cause... sense, because you have to get a lot of those. Because, yeah, I, I did end up resorting to a walkthrough when I was in the root area, um, just because I kept getting lost and disoriented, and I was like, oh, I you need... Gotta, you gotta follow the signposts. That's why they mark everything on the wall. Yeah, I, I figured that out eventually, like, after after they mentioned it, but it, I just... I, yeah, I don't know, I'm really lost. bad at navigating in these sort of situations, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I Something... definitely want to talk about the sense of space in this game, but we'll return to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they mentioned that there are actually nine of those little blue things, mm. and, and you only need eight of them. So they give you an extra, just in case you miss one. Interesting. By I not... wonder. I wonder what the one I didn't get was. Uh, I think the, well, the one that I didn't get was the one in the water bit. There's There's one, like, on the floor of the underwater area that's just hanging out there and you can click on it if you missed any of the other ones um i don't remember if i got that or not yeah i I may have gotten that in my first one that was guarded by a monster thingy Mm. yeah i saw that one but i didn't get it and then you came back and it was gone (laughs) yeah nice Alright, well that's that's good to know. That that's very that's clever of them. Um, because if you have to get like how many you have to get three coins, right? And then and eight of the little blue things. Um, but they're like some of them are after like a really obscure series of interactions. Like one of the blue seeds you have to click on that puppet theater thing like seven or eight times mm-hmm. <laughs> to get that. Um, so it's it, I can easily see how you might miss some of that, and it's and it would be really frustrating to be like, oh, there's just one more somewhere, and I have to find the only one that exists. 
and now I have to go through this entire huge section of the game mm -hmm. because there's a whole lot of ground to cover there, like especially with the in the blue blue things. The blue seed area, yeah. Yeah, yeah the the roots the roots is probably the most complicated to navigate, which yeah. is why they give you the signposts because yeah. uh, without that it'd be pretty impossible. That is true. Um, the I signposts for the record remember, are a little... Did you see the root system on the map? There's a map? Oh, there's God, a map. there's a map! I totally yeah. forgot there's about the map. I got the map at the beginning, and then I never used it. I used it... I pretty it... much did the same, but it's, it's, it looks really cool. It does look... I don't know, the map was, like, too abstract for me, and I, I would just be like, I don't know where... Like, I know I need to go to a place where the thing is and I know what thing I need to get to but I have no fucking clue I'm like, I'm where it is. I'm right now to, to like load a save and uh, and see what the map looks like. Unfortunately, I only have some like really old saves. It's so drawn it's... on leaves. Yeah. Okay. And you have a little, a little glowy icon okay. where and you yeah, are. Yeah, I see. It's glowy icon where you are and there's like little icons representing the interaction that takes place there. <laughs> I wonder if you can miss the map. Because I remember where I picked it up. And I don't remember if it's like a mandatory pickup or not. No. I'm guessing it probably is, but... Yeah. But it's the map is very abstract. Like, it doesn't give you a sense of real space. It just gives you a sense of how things are connected to each other. Yeah. I think it's so, I feel like that's well done. Yeah, I, well, so that's, I think that's a good lead-in to uh, the discussion, generally, of space in this game. Um, because I was I, lost. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because it's got a very, like, it's very vivid, the space. You're like, oh, I'm in, you know, like, you have a strong sense, like, I'm in this crazy balloon town right now, and, you know, like, there's, there's some cool world-building going on, but... The space itself, like if you had to draw a physical overhead map of how things are laid out, I feel like would be really, really hard. Because yeah. The space doesn't feel like it's laid out in a real way. It feels like it's just screens that are connected to each other by a series of connections. Yeah. yeah I, I many times had the thing like, oh, I'm here. I, I swear there was at least a couple of instances where like, I exited on one side of the screen, but then I came out on the same side. Of, like, I exited left, but then on the next screen, I also entered left when I should be e entering right. Like, just one of those weird things happened, I know, at least once to me. Well, there definitely, there was an area in the root system that had, like, a little infinity sign, which was yeah. just a bunch of, like, arbitrarily connected tunnels that you, like, didn't make sense. Yeah, it wasn't there. It was somewhere else, but... Yeah, I, it was another place. I remember the something like that too. Yeah. Was it the tightrope walking area? Because uh, that also has like weirdly arbitrary connections to each other. I, oh, I think it was mm, tree mm. level. Yeah, I don't remember where exactly. It was, I mean, it's but... it's possible there may have also been other spaces like that. As I said, I I feel like they have a tendency to reuse certain mechanics multiple times. Yeah. Click on things and yeah. click on more. Things. Click on click things on until things. you figure out the right order to click on them. <laughs> and collect a bunch of things and find items to swap for other items. You did it. You did it. Yep. Um, by the way, the reason you're collecting birds in the uh, the balloon area 
is because the balloon area, in order for the flying machine to operate, to, has 15 treadmills. They power it by birds, yes. Yeah, they're powered by little, little ostrich birds running in them. Which was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, like, and some of the spaces were really, um, in addition to, to feeling, like, abstractly connected, it was very unclear, like, where they belonged to in the greater world. Like, we're, we're calling it the roots section, but it's really unclear, like, were we in the interior of the tree? Were we in a different tree? Like, where, where did we go? What happened exactly there? Yeah, I, I will and, agree with uh, that. That that final planet thing, at, spider thing at the end, like was that a being? How did we get there? What was that even like? Was it eating a thing that was attached to the tree somehow? Or I yeah. think the escort board. Let's <laughs> have a monster and the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, the game was leading up to this idea of like you need to get rid of these spiders. Like the spiders are bad news. The spiders are draining the life out of the tree. Yeah, also they did like you are the chosen one that can beat spiders. <laughs> yeah, there's there was a bunch of weird le legends that got uh, successively explained by these like stick match characters, stick pod mans, yeah. yeah. And every time you talk to one they would like give you a piece of the prophecy and your the prophecy is that the little one of the little friends is like destined to get rid of the spiders. It seemed like all this by the way Sorry, go on. I somehow always expected that the characters would fall asleep during those prophecies. Oh. <laughs> they <laughs> really like, sounded like a story that would bore you. Yeah, the guy's got the little like old man voice when he's making the it's like, like the, arbitrary um, noises. It's like the the grandma in uh, Majora's Mask who tells you stories to make to make the time go by. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. I should mention, so although they do let you select language at the beginning of this game, pretty sure the only thing that actually affects is the text that's in the menu for like save and load, because yeah. there's no there's no spoken or written dialogue in any way in this game. Yep. Not even like in terms of tutorials or anything. Like absolutely everything is just weird little noises and visual explanations. Oh god, they should have made this game in like 200 languages. <laughs> They could have easily, like, I mean, I was yeah. looking at the selection, it's like, this only, this is only, like, ten languages to select from, like, there's not that much localization that you need to do. You just basically have to translate the words, like, what, save, load, volume, and, like, Like, some... start, start a new game. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of language... Uh, I want to bring up, since you two played it on GOG, uh, I'm the only one who saw the Steam achievements. Yes. Um, but so Steam has uh, a bunch of achievements that mostly represent, like, the sort of cards that you get in the game. Um, and they're all, or almost all, uh, in Czech. Um, so they just look like random collections of letters if you don't speak Czech. But then there's, like, uh, if you know, uh, for instance, Brambora is uh, the name of the that little flying thing that lost its four feathers towards oh. the beginning that you're collecting for them is called Brambora and um, Brambor means potato in Czech so Brambora <laughs> is like potato lady <laughs> and it looks like a potato it does yeah, which is super adorable 
Um, there's like Jelva, which is tur which means turtle for that giant turtle thing that you see. Oh yeah. Um, there's Tuchniak for for getting all the penguins in the little ice area in the village, hmm. um, which means penguin. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, so do you guys remember in the roots area there were like those little like stilty worm things, and like two of them you could click on and they would like headbutt each other. I think so. There was like it was like a bunch of little like grazing worms that had really mm -hmm. tall legs and there were like three or four different ways you could click on them and one of them was that like two of them would like ram at each other each other and headbutt uh, and they are called krava which means cow. <laughs> They're the little cow uh, cow critters cow worms I guess. I like it. And I'm I'm absolutely sure that there's a bunch of. Uh, like, there's a bunch of cuter ones in here that I just don't speak enough Czech to know. Um, the, that weird... Did you guys get the weird, towards the beginning, that weird pig thing with that was covered in trumpets and had a drum for a nose that, like, played a little orchestra thing and then fell off the tree? Yes, I think so. But the, I, I, you say that, and it's. I feel like I can remember that happening. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. Um, the, the, I think so, but that doesn't sound weird to me. Um, the, uh, that means I've been playing this game too much. <laughs> that's almost certainly true. Uh, the achievement for that is called Orchestrion. Oh. Which is cute. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find a picture to at least show you guys to refresh your memory. Um, here we go. I don't know, this was, you mentioned that like there were some things that sort of like freak you out a little bit. This was one of those, this was one of those for me of like, this is a weird thing. Why the hell did that just happen? But, yeah, Everything it's when you're finding, is a weird thing. Uh, let's see, copy image address. It's uh, when you're- Every character in this game is creepy. <laughs> when you're being chased, uh, or when you're like chasing around that weird lizard thing. Uh, here we go, ultimate chat, there. Um, oh yeah, that guy. It's this guy. Um, and he just like, f I think he just like falls in and plays a weird like music and then falls back out again. So I'm, I'm curious, Carl, about the fact that you found, you said like all of it's creepy. Was there like particular stuff that you found really creepy? Because I was creeped out occasionally, but I mostly like... I was mostly just charmed and find, found it generally adorable. So most of the things were creepy, but there's like rotten fruit that looked really creepy. Sort of. I think I think I think the part that creeped me out the most was where you're in the little bird, floaty bird village place, and you go into like an opium den. And you have to, like, you, you click on each character that you have, and they each, like, go up to this tap and Oh, yeah. And drink. I, I, I didn't, I interpreted that as them getting drunk rather than high, but yes. I The only reason I say an opium den is because, like, the two guys in the building were just, like, zonked out on Passed the out side. Yeah. yeah. And which... all your characters fall asleep when they've had some of this liquid. Yeah. 
So I mean, either either way, opium and yeah, alcohol, close enough. Yeah. I mean, not really, but <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of it you know, your video games. Have like weird hallucination, fever dreams, and then run around and then fall asleep. Yeah, and and eventually find a bird in your dream. Yeah. Or a spider. Or spiders. Yeah, all almost all the dreams and or all of the dreams. Uh, end with you being eaten by one of the like big black spider things. Yeah, I think oh, I think one end ends with bird. Yeah, one oh. gives you a bird, and the rest are scary, scary bug dreams, scary That's... spider dreams. And the area in the end where you're in like the area of total blackness, and you have to actually like enter the mouths of the like weird spider beast mm-hmm. worms, whatever the like. It's like the inside of the spider planet and the wall has like mouths and teeth and things and you have to actually go into the mouths to fight off the Yeah, it's actually spider really and, cool. And, uh, I love the fact that you have to go into the mouth. Yeah, because at first like you're bumping into the walls and you're like, ooh, scary mouths, like I have to avoid these. And then you just can't do anything else and you're like, uh... And then you realize like, oh, shoot, I have to actually like pluck up my courage and go right into, into the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oof, that segment was was definitely creepy. The the bit where there's like all of the dried out imprisoned husks of tree pals in oof. those little pods. Yeah. It's like was... oof. That's like the Matrix. Yeah, at the very end your your most of your tree friends get stolen and the one chosen one seed friend is like the only one who's still there, so you have to go into the tree and like rescue everyone and use your special light seed powers yep the powers you got from absorbing the star seed i guess yeah something like that yeah the story because the, there's no dialogue the in the story friendship yeah <laughs> the power of friendship um yeah because there's no dialogue in the story like what what is actually going on can feel like very unclear and abstract at times uh, but not in a way that's actually like. Did you really think it was unclear? I sometimes, yeah. I mean, not that I like didn't know what my goal was or anything. Like, it's always very clear that like these are friends. This is what you're trying to do. This is you know like this is where where the story is going. But I think the details of it felt unclear to me. Like, um, you know, where where do these seeds come from? Are and there's like a there's like a little video in one of the prophecy things of like a big spider eating all the trees and it's like is that something that happened in the past or is that something that we're trying to stop from happening or is that what's happening now or you know like it's I don't know I I thought certain details felt really unclear but again not in a way that detracted from the game at all because I was clear enough about what I was supposed to be doing that I didn't feel like I absolutely needed to have these other details yeah it's it's like the yeah, like the fine details are sort of vague mm-hmm. in that, not in that it's confusing, but in that you can sort of fill in the blanks on your own. And regardless of what you fill those blanks in with, it still sort of comes out to some kind of a narrative. Yeah. Because yeah. I interpreted it as the spiders like just do that to every tree they come across and every tree is sort of like its own like planet, I guess. S- like... So it's already taken out the other planets. And, yeah, like yeah. it's already taken out other trees, and eventually it'll come to this tree unless we can stop yeah. it. So did it? I did interpreted it as that too because the final tree wasn't absorbed. 
But did, yeah. it, did it take out the final tree that the tree friends grew up in and they just planted a new one at the end? Or did they save that tree and plant a new tree at the end? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I said, the details are a bit fuzzy. In the same way that the space is a bit, bit fuzzy, right? Like, it's all very vivid and cool and world-building-y, but if you actually stop and think, like, wait, where are we? How are these spaces connected? It's a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. Yes, but I think the space issue is something that detracts from my experience of the game. But the story well, issue is not. Exactly. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, again, with the space, like, I feel like I, for me at least, I had a sense of space strong enough, I had a sense of the way the space was connected to each other strong enough that it didn't hurt me that much with the navigation. Like I said, like, I never ended up using the map and I was fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I could, like, there were definitely times when it, I, I had, like, very little sense of where I was. Um, so it didn't impede my, my my gameplay in particular, but I easily see how it could. Especially if you, like, miss something and want to go back for it. Yeah. Oh, that was actually another thing that I really loved, um, particularly about the Sky Village area, was that there's, like, a billion interactions that you have to have in that area. <laughs> like, there's, what, like... 16 or so houses and each one of them has like five things that you can do in there um, but they're all on the same screen so you exit a house and you just you click on another one so the the process of getting from one place to another is super super fast which I think is great because if they if they required you to have that many interactions and solve that many puzzles and you had to like walk three screens or so every time you had to switch between two two houses, that would be so tedious. Yeah. yeah I, I found it tedious enough that you had that there wasn't a fast forward between switching screens. Yeah. I, I think the only thing I found tedious about that part in particular is forgetting which interactions were in which house. It's like yeah. oh I had to bring this thing to the guy in that house. I have the thing now but I don't remember yeah, which, which house, house you was, was in. Yeah, they could have used a little bit more differentiation to like mentally remind yourself of like and, which building is which. And they did a little bit of that. Like each the exterior of each house was shaped like the interior of it. But if you didn't remember like what the interior was shaped like and you just remembered you know the characters inside of it or what the interactions were you were supposed to be going for, then it ended up coming down to trial and error. And some of the shapes were kind of similar, mm -hmm. which, again, brings it back to trial and error, which was not, like, a huge issue. Um, I got through that section without any significant difficulty, but it was still a little bit like, okay, well, I'm going to click around for a while. Yeah. It's click fine. on things until the right thing happens. <laughs> That's how the game works. Um, is there any way in that area, by the way, to, uh, to cheer up the crybaby after you beat him in volleyball? I, I I didn't try super hard. Like, I clicked around a little bit in that building, and I didn't find anything. Um, I was just curious, because it seemed to me like there should be, because I felt bad because he was crying so bad, so hard. But I didn't feel yeah. that bad, because, like, he was being a jerk about it. It's like being yeah. a sore loser, well, basically. Did you lose the volleyball? I lost, like, one Because he's a match. bad winner. Oh, is he? Yeah. 
Um, I, I lost, uh, like, two matches. I think I lost one match with each character and two with the little seed guy before I settled on playing as the mushroom. Mm-hmm. I totally um, made it mushroom. Is the mushroom the only one that you can actually bounce with? I think that might be the case, because I, I want it with the mushroom as well. Yeah, okay. So it might be you have to try everybody until you find that you can do that with the mushroom. Yeah. Um, and then and then once I found the mushroom, I just played until I won. But, uh, but did you... So what happens if you lose? No, he's just uh, mean to you. No. Does he, like, laugh at you? Yeah. What a jerk. I kind of wanted to cheer him up, but I couldn't stand staying in that room while he was crying. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying crying noise, like, me. <laughs> no. But it's, I don't know, cry, it's, it was an annoying noise, but at the same time, like, it made me feel really bad for the character. Like, I don't want to make that character cry, look how, look how badly he's taking it. Yeah, like... The general theme of your interactions with other characters is that you're helping them. It felt sort of out of place that like, oh, you gotta you gotta beat this guy at the thing and make him cry. I also sort of felt similar about about stealing the helmet from the the peanut man with oh, the blood yeah. race. But he stole the he stole the helmet from someone else anyway, so like I didn't feel that bad. Yeah. And he also didn't really seem to care that much yeah. that we that we knocked his helmet off his head and took it away. Um, and he's also he just wants somebody to play with like he's happy win or lose yeah. he just really likes interacting with you yeah exactly so that it's it's yeah it, in general you're not going around making people feel bad which I think is why I sort of also felt that slight compulsion even if even if we didn't carry it to any conclusion to uh, try to cheer up the volleyball man boy bug <laughs> God, I love the characters in this so much. They're so weird. There's like, there's the bug, bug race peanut man and volleyball boy and yeah. and what else? Giant A gorge turtle thing. Giant gorge turtle. There's tiny run deer. Tiny, and, tiny running deer. And there's a star worm. There's a there's the little um there's the little shell hat guy from the early part of the tree where it looks like yeah. a. A, like the snail shell pops off and you click on it, it just like grows a little face and legs and like runs off. That that threw me for a loop. When that happened, I was like, ugh, oh god. <laughs> like I was mildly horrified by that for some reason. That's the thing about check uh, check characters. You never know what's gonna be adorable and what's gonna be slightly creepy, and it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, there's a, there was also this, like, one little flying, um, fly thing that the, the, the achievement is named, um, it doesn't have any diacritics, so it's hard to tell, like, how to pronounce it, because without any diacritics it would be, uh, Bzukovets, but I think it's probably Bzukovets, or mm -hmm. possibly even Bzukovets, but I think Probably Bzukovets. But I think that might be the one where the sound effect was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sound effects are so good. The sound effects are so good in this like, game. That's, if I ever make a game, I want to just have dumb mouth sounds for all of it. 
Nope. Except, I, except I can't do that now that, that they've already done it here, but yeah, still. Yeah, I did that um, when I was designing, like, my little tower defense game. Um, as a temp sound effect thing, I just, like, recorded little different pew-pew noises so I could, like, get a sound system in place before, like, any of the sound design was done. And it was actually really adorable with, with just mouth-made sounds. I was awesome. tempted to just leave it that way. <laughs> It works for anything with like sort of a cute aesthetic, even if it's even if it's check cute. Yeah, because like I just scary check cute. Because <laughs> I just uh, you know, it was me going like pew pew and like zit for the electric ones, and then like for when things hit. And it's like that when that happens procedurally, that ends up being super adorable. I like it. Yep. <laughs> what else? I feel like I feel like we're sort of running out of stuff to talk about with this game. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's a pretty cohesive whole. There's not necessarily like a whole lot to say, I guess. Um, yeah. I I would mention, so. This is just more sort of a general design thing, but I'm always interested in, not just games, but any media that portrays. Emotions in a subtle way or a subtle set of emotions, because I feel like. Um, you know, like fear is a really easy emotion to do because it's, you know, things that fear is big and loud and it's easy to cause. And the same thing kind of with like tragedy and like, you know, anger and stuff like that. But like charmingness is a little bit more subtle or, or like contentment or like other other subtler emotions are much harder. More subtle to... and more abstract too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like because if you if you go too hard on them, they become one of these other bigger emotions. And if you go too soft on them, then you just don't even notice them at all. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I really love like um, Monet paintings because I feel like he's got a very good sense of like sort of peace and wistfulness, you know, like that that's hard to convey in painting. And I feel like this game is just really good at being sort of like charming and pleasing in a way that I feel like a lot of games don't manage. Yeah. That is that is true. I think there's I feel like there's not that many games that try for it. That's true. Yeah. But it's that's in part I think because it's a hard thing to try for. Uh, and I think yeah, I think part of why this succeeds is because it does a lot of stuff that is unexpected like you've got mouth sounds and you've got the just extremely wide gamut of characters and the art style, which is very collage which you don't... I mean, we, we saw it, like, in Cat and the Coup last time, but otherwise there's not, there's not a whole lot of stuff like that. And that... I feel like that collage sort of feel gives it kind of a... a... a I don't know, like a homespun sort of aesthetic yeah, which which homemade. contributes yeah which sort of contributes to that sort of whimsical charming feeling for me at least yeah yeah i'm not sure i can think of any other games that i would describe as like whimsically charming yeah well, like the big thing i think about this game is that it there's always something new happening mhm mm yeah, that too. It's like a toy box, but it's a ever-changing toy box. Like a so bottomless to toy box, yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That is a good description of this game. It is a bottomless toy box. 
and it, it yeah and that sort of gives you this like and infinite yeah this infinite sense of like discovery and wonder i guess but yeah, you rarely get the same thing same things twice mm-hmm. well you do get them many times in the mechanics but not really in the feedback or yeah and, this, and, yeah, and the aesthetics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, every character you meet is unique and weird and, like, notable. They're like, ah, yes, I remember that, like, set of singing frogs and... Yeah, or those those circus bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weird circus bug things. Like, I remember the mama chestnut and her who lost her three baby chestnuts mm-hmm. and, and the weird lizard rat thing that I've flung in space. Or I remember the flying house sh- city shaman, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, with the weird headdress. Yeah. And all the stuff nailed to his wall. No, he had the ones hanging. It was like the guy on the little with the little drawing board who had stuff nailed yeah. to his wall. This game. This game is so cute. It is super cute. It's um, creepy. <laughs> and, and creepy. And a little bit creepy, but that's okay. That's part of its aesthetic. Um, but yeah, I mean, that might be all we have to say about it, and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Unless anybody else has, has something in particular they want to bring up. Yeah, I have nothing in particular that is... Nope. I feel like I maybe should have made more of a list because I feel like I'm probably forgetting one or two topics that I thought like oh I should mention, but mostly I mostly I wanted to uh, kind of expound on the the toy like feel of it, mm-hmm. um, and I think we did that. Yeah, <laughs> I, think we've covered that. I think I think the big thing that I wanted to talk about was just like feedback and how much there is of it, and we definitely did that. <laughs> yeah. So, so right. I am I am pleased. Okay, sounds good. Uh, shall we intro the, intro the next game then? Yeah, I guess I will do that because it is, uh, I picked it. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, it is, I hope that, like, the wind is not coming through. I'm, I'm um, hearing a little bit of the wind okay. in the background, but not terribly. Because, like, I shut my window because I usually have it slightly ajar because I like a little bit of airflow, but I, I don't have that going now, and that helps. Yeah, whoa, I just looked outside and I'm like, yeah, that tree is at, like, 45 degrees right now. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's crazy. Um, okay, so the next game. Kitty is here to help me tell you all about it. Uh, the next game we're going to play is Freedom Planet. Uh, Freedom Planet is a retro-styled, pixel-arty, side-scrolling action platformer that apparently is it's a Sonic. lot like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's it's basically like Genesis-era Sonic. Um I've been told it's like it's basically like what a modern remake of Sonic would be by people who like really cared about the original games versus which, the which actual company that makes them. Yeah, which is. doesn't apply to which does not apply to Sega. Um, yeah, I mean, I mostly picked it because it's it's one that I've had and I've been sort of meaning to get into just because I think it looks really pretty. And we haven't played an action game in a while. Yeah, we haven't played anything action in a while. And also, I like the idea of playing something that is retro-styled but not retro and seeing how well it actually evokes those nostalgia feelings. Okay. So and, we'll... and whether or not it sort of lives up to what it tries to do. That's a that's a good like special consideration to think about as we go into it. Like, yeah. Let's think about this in in through the lens of retro games and like games trying to mimic retro aesthetics. Yeah, because when I, when I was thinking about um, suggesting this, I was also considering Shovel Knight, 
which I didn't suggest just because I don't I don't have it and it's I have this probably one. Probably too hard. I don't. Yeah, think, I don't too. know if I could do something. Um, I can maybe and, do this one. We'll see. Yeah, I I have no idea either. Um, and Cave Story, but I feel like a lot of people have played Cave Story. Um, mm. so I just yeah, I did this one instead. Alright. Yeah, I had Shovel Knight and Axiom Verge on my mm. maybe game. Nice. Yeah. I do want to play Shovel Knight at some point. Yeah, one of these I, days. I watched, I think, it, was it was it Sean? No, Sean played uh, Rogue Legacy is the one I'm thinking of. Mm. Um, maybe I'm just getting those confused. <laughs> they're probably similar. <laughs> Shovel Knight's more like... Um, no, they're not similar at all. Yeah, I mean, I, in terms of, like, aesthetic, they're they're sort yeah. of sort of um i guess yeah shovel knight is i'm trying to think of what game i'm i'm thinking of that it seems a lot like but i can't off the top of my head remember what that is so yeah shovel but shovel knight. but shovel knight's not the game we're playing the game we're no playing. shovel knight's not the game we're playing <laughs> we're playing freedom planet it's it's like sanic it's like you, sanic. you go fast and there are animal people yep. gotta go fast you gotta go fast kitty you gotta go fast. You're gonna go fast, Kitty. All right, Kitty's gonna go fast, uh, and we should probably go fast. Yeah. <laughs> or not so fast, because we still have to do plugs. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll do plugs. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess I'll start. Um, uh, I do every Sunday evening. Uh, I do a stream on Cage Fury, uh, Twitch.tv/CageTiger with a K. Um, right now I'm playing Majora's Mask. Uh, I think I have to, this time I gotta find a horse to jump over a wall so I can get to a beach. Um, is my, is my task for tonight. And, uh, yes, so I do that most, most Sunday evenings at 7. Um, in case I change that schedule or end up doing something different, you can follow me at Kyla underscore go on Twitter to see the specifics I usually mention there if I'm changing anything. Nice. Uh, I, on Friday evenings and sometimes Friday afternoons, I host uh, One of Us, the weekly community stream show that anybody can sign up for a time slot of. Um, And that is at 6 p.m. Pacific on Fridays, except for this coming Friday and every third Friday of the month, which is at noon Pacific for our Euro pals. Uh, so this Friday is going to be Salzcorn playing... What is Salzcorn playing? Playing? Oh, he's playing more Dragon Warrior. Mm-hmm. And um, next week, because nobody took next week's time slot, I just picked it up uh, to play some more of Omicron because I have been neglecting that because of school. Um, but That's next the, Friday... That is the default stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, usually, usually they're pretty, they're pretty full, filled up. I, I mostly just took this one because I haven't mm-hmm. like streamed it in a, in a long time, and because that's the first day of my spring break. So nice. So like, I figure I might out. as well, might as yeah. well do that thing. Relax, treat yourself. Um, yeah. If if you are interested in picking up a time slot, uh, get get at me on Twitter. I am at Kelso Time Bomb, and. Basically, from April 8th onward into infinity, um, all of our time slots are completely free. So, you know, just in case. Just in case. Come showcase your game skills. Hint, hint, yeah. Yeah. Always looking for more more friend pals to come stream. 
come come showcase your game skills or lack thereof. We enjoy either. Yeah, definitely. As as long as uh, as long as you're down to, to have a good time with with friends, that's all you gotta be cool with. Uh, that was barely a sentence. That was barely a sentence. Carl, tell us about your Twitter and about your, um, your things. At Skug3 on Twitter. That's it. Two G's, right? Two G's. Two G's. Okay. I feel like I should make you do one of us at some point. Yeah. I would watch Carl's stream. Hell yeah. You I don't think the... you can make me do it. You can take the next Euro stream. It'll be great. Although I don't, I feel like I feel like your your schedule is like well, not next year stream. I'm done. Done with what? School. Oh, not. oh, that's exciting. That would be a good reason to do a stream. Yeah. Victory, victory, end of school stream. I'll just I'll just put you down for April <laughs> April fifteenth. It'll be great. <laughs> no, I won't do that unless you want me to. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got. Alright, thanks for joining us. Yeah, have a lovely two weeks. Um, play Freedom Planet! It's yeah. gonna be fun, probably. Hopefully. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. We'll find out, you'll find out, we'll all find out. <laughs> yeah, you can find out with us. Yes. Excellent. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.